There's a few audio issues in this episode. I do apologize for that. I'm having some trouble with some of my settings. Still, I hope you'll stick with it and give it a listen. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. In today's episode, we're going to be unpacking the top 10 reasons why supplement companies fail. Some of these reasons have to do with marketplace forces, but a lot of them are within your control as a supplement entrepreneur. Take a listen, see which ones you are currently making, and know which ones to watch out for as future potential pitfalls. Also, this episode will give you guidance as to how to set yourself up for the best possible success down the road. By knowing these pitfalls and why companies fail, you can position yourself and strategize the steps that you need to take in order to avoid them and have your supplement company be a success. Let's get into the show with the first of 10 reasons why. Reason number one, underestimating the FDA. The biggest misconception in the industry is that dietary supplements are not regulated by the FDA. That's not entirely true. The FDA does have a tie into the supplement business by way of a regulatory set of rules called the CGMP, which stands for Current Good Manufacturing Practices. Requirements were established to be flexible in order to allow each manufacturer to decide individually how to best implement the necessary controls of safety. The FDA does inspect manufacturing facilities worldwide, including facilities that manufacture ingredients and the finished product, that is, the guys who make supplements. But the misconception is that GMP applies to just the manufacturing facilities of dietary supplements. While they do strictly enforce the manufacturing end of the supplements, they also reinforce the marketers and the distributors of dietary supplements. Reason number two, skimping on business insurance. Business insurance is normally the last thing a new dietary supplement company thinks about, and I can't blame them. Insurance is incredibly confusing. There's product liability, errors of omission. It's a whole world unto itself. I can't demystify all the types of insurance here, as I'm no expert in business insurance, but product liability insurance covers a company and its its assets if the dietary supplements harm a consumer. Without this, it's difficult to cover medical expenses if your supplement company does get sued. This is, in my opinion, and again, I'm no expert, don't take this as any legal advice, the minimum amount of insurance you should think about getting when you're first starting up. Number three, weak product formulations. Far too often, there's not enough thought that goes into the formulation of a dietary supplement. Putting a bunch of ingredients together using Google is not the most scientific way 
of developing a supplement product. What's equally worse is just ordering a formulation from a catalog, white labeling it, because there's no uniqueness when you white label a product. Putting some money into a professional, scientific advisors and consultants, or funding a legitimate scientific study is a better way to go if you can afford it, and it's extremely expensive. The alternative is to work with somebody like Karen, who was on a previous episode. She was actually on a couple episodes recently. She was on the live uh, Q&A replay that you might have heard. Um, but initially, she was on a interview episode, and her company specializes in creating formulations. So go back to that episode. Give it a listen. It's well worth the time. Number four. Betting on a celebrity or spokesperson. The supplement industry is starting to become filled with what I call weak brands. They're just brands tied to paid endorsers. I've seen everything from the latest Instagram fitness influencer all the way to Larry King and everything in between promoting some supplement brands. Now, don't get me wrong, these do work as far as sales goes, but getting a celebrity or a spokesperson to be the public face of your dietary supplement company is a very common tactic in this industry as well. Oftentimes, the reason for this is that the founder doesn't want to put his or her face on the front of the company. They see an endorser as a quick way to riches or a jumpstart for the company. This usually leads to problems down the line. Those celebrity endorsers are expensive. And when you're first starting up, you may not be able to afford it. Plus, it kind of adds a lot of confusion to the brand and the management of that brand. Or worse, maybe your celebrity does something or says something stupid publicly, or maybe they die of heart failure while endorsing your heart health supplement product. The big downside of using an endorser is that you are beholden to them and their public image. Once the contract ends, your supplement sales start to plummet, and only then do you begin to realize you built your supplement company on a weak foundation. Endorsers and celebrities are great for an injection of sales, going the Instagram route, and going the doctor route is a very common way to sell supplements. It's not the only way. And it does help if the doctor has the right personality, the right credentials, if the doctor looks the right way. It's not that a doctor is the secret. There's a lot more subtlety to it. And this mistake is really relying too much on the leverage of that and assuming that that's going to be enough to help your business skyrocket. Number five, not having a legal fee fund. Any business needs to insulate themselves from legal problems, but dietary supplement companies in particular are especially susceptible to a heap of legal fees, including everything from patent trolls for using a patent on a blend of ingredients without a proper license that you didn't even know existed, 
to a court injunction to stop distributing your supplements because of a claim you made that went a bit too far, or even something you might consider trivial like the unauthorization or unauthorized use of a stock image photo. Either way, there are a lot of potential pitfalls along the way to a thriving and strong supplement empire. If you're not careful or prepared with a nest egg to pay for a legal battle at some point in the future, lawyer fees can ramp up and quickly put you out of business. It is a good idea to start setting aside a certain amount, a certain percentage or dollar amount every month uh, to build a legal fund when you're getting started. This way, if anything does happen down the road, you have the funds uh, there for it. Now, granted, it's not always easy to do when you're first starting out. It's all about cash flow and every single dollar that you put back into the business accounts and goes a long way. So this is something you want to consider uh, maybe getting to at some point once you're getting a little traction. Number six, underestimating the economics of a funnel. Any dietary supplement company that's been around for more than five years knows that under the labels lies a technology business that's grounded in numbers. What I mean by that is at the the surface, it just looks like a product, but really this is a numbers game. Not fully knowing or at the very least modeling out your numbers is a surefire way to spend too much money and close down your doors for good. With the rising cost of online traffic, you can easily spend as much money as you can afford, which is actually the name of the game, if you have a self-liquidating offer funnel. But to get there, you need to know what your funnel economics need to be, and you need to have a solid plan. So many startup supplement companies don't have funnel economics nailed down. Number seven not having enough budget for A-B testing. A-B testing is second nature to a successful dietary supplement company, or at least it should be. But where many supplement companies fail short is not budgeting enough investment dollars to test where they can get the biggest return. A-B testing does take time, it takes traffic, and it takes an understanding of the health supplement marketplace. Generally, you're not going to knock it out of the park on the first try. Testing is an iterative type of thing that requires a budget of both money and time. Without both, your dietary supplement company won't be able to capture all the opportunities available. It's an investment, just like any other, and it needs to be treated as such, not like a one-off project. Number eight, not having a back end. The phrase, the money is in the back end, is so true for dietary supplement companies online. If you're selling supplements without a back end, you're suffocating your growth and your profit big time. The back end is where you make more money by selling additional products to the same front end sale customers. By back end, I mean everything that the customer buys after their initial purchase. This includes their purchase through upsells in the initial funnel. So this is after that funnel purchase. To do this effectively, you need to have a lineup of complementary products 
We don't need many products to have a back end. You can do it in as little as four products and definitely under a dozen products. You can also fill your back end with affiliate offers to make some money and get the cash flow going. The difference between having a back end and not having a back end, even if it's not entirely yours, can make or break the cash flow of your business. Number nine, micromanaging the business to death. One important aspect of failure that I see over and over again is the entrepreneur who starts the company and does not have the skills to manage it correctly as it gets bigger. What's worse is they refuse to let someone else drive. Someone who is a professional manager. We've seen very few supplement companies make the leap without proper management. Unfortunately, most dietary supplement companies wait until it's too late and then they have trouble restructuring the brand. This is even more common than not budgeting enough for legal fees. And it makes sense when you start a dietary supplement company, there are so many moving parts and fires to put out that the company management is far from what seems important. And from day one, this is not something you want to implement, but it's definitely something you want to have um, down the road and think and manage towards it. And finally, number 10, not tapping into trust and belief. All of our research and optimization for many dietary supplement companies has uncovered this fundamental insight that people don't buy supplements the way they buy other products online. Both trust and belief are critical to the sale when it comes to supplements. If you don't believe that a bottle of glucosamine is actually helping your joints, then would you keep taking it? The key is to uncover these beliefs in order to tap into trust, to move the needle and help more people. The outcome of all of this is a list of all the things that your prospect currently believes about your product, their problem, and the inner story as it relates to the options that they believe are available to them. Those beliefs are what are attainable based on their self-story. This provides the foundational work needed to begin to get to the core beliefs of the buying decision. To recap, the 10 reasons are, one, underestimating the FDA, two, skimping out on business insurance, three, weak product formulations, four, overbetting on a celebrity or spokesperson, five, not having a legal fund, six, not understanding the economics of a funnel, Seven, not having enough budget for A-B testing. Eight, not having a back end. Nine, micromanaging the business to death. And 10, not tapping into trust and belief. Hopefully, this overview can keep your dietary supplement company from becoming one of the failures. Scaling up your company for defensible growth is the wisest strategy you can implement. That is, if you can steer clear of these 10 causes of failures along the way. But now that you know what they are, you can watch out for them and position yourself against failure. No supplement startup can cover all of them right out of the gate, without a massive budget that is. Building slowly, defensively over time, one element at a time, is a viable option. 
The world needs you to make a difference, to help as many people as you can with your supplement, to build your dietary supplement company, to take a stand and make an impact. Are you up for the challenge? Thanks for listening. Creative Thirst is a direct response digital agency focusing on conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. We work with dietary supplement companies who are struggling to maximize the profitability of their funnels so they can scale. Through the last seven years in the online health space, we've optimized many dietary supplement businesses. And in that time, we've uncovered the three critical funnels for success. We put together that information in a free digital download called The Three Funnels Every Health Supplement Business Needs to Build a Multi-Million Dollar Empire. You can get that free report by going to creativethirst.com. Scroll down to the appropriate section and click on the blue Get Your Ebook button.